Hey, you would think with all this social distancing stuff in this 2020 that artists would be dropping a lot of music right now because social media is up 180%, dog. But ain't nobody really dropping nothing except for one artist that y'all say always sound the same. He came out with some new heat. <laughs> so y'all will shut up and stop saying all his music sound the same. I fuck with her to ease my mind Cause I be in my feelings Every single person in my life Tell me I'm the hero But when it's up and then go down They treat me like the feeling Guess I forgot to mention I'm just a nigga with a broken mind Tryna find my way back home And I'm sitting here with the car He dropped the old country song He been around Lil Nas X, boy I know the feeling, ain't okay. You ever feel the way I feel You know it feel amazing go. I had this bitch we used to kick And she was feeling baby She stepped on my arm Had me feeling basic Damn. You know how people like to come back When you level up uh -huh. I made a change You stayed the same I got ahead of y'all Plus I've been trying to free some time up in my schedule Yeah, see that right there don't sound like his other music <laughs> So y'all gotta stop saying it now, dog. But yeah, man I was one of the people saying that uh, Baby sound the same on everything But he went ahead and dropped that, dog. Perfect timing, too I think it did like 2.2 million views in like 22 hours, dog. That's crazy as hell, bro But ain't nobody else dropped nothing, though That's probably why but yeah, this week, dog, I got a very good podcast, of course. You know, I say that every week. But yeah, we finally got another female because I know a lot of people be saying, Slim, you don't never had no female. It's a sexist podcast. <laughs> it ain't even like that, dog. I really just, you know, invite people on as they come. But yeah, man, I'm tired of talking, dog. Let's just get into the episode, dog. Oh, I got like five more sit down with Slim t-shirts. I got some mediums and some large. I sold out in all the other sizes. So let me know if you want it. And if anybody want to do some work with this camera, just holler at me. I'll go to shotswithslim.com. Just let me know something, man. But let's spin into the episode. Another episode of sit down with Slim. Uh, two take Drake. <laughs> yeah, take two. We all right, though. Social distancing. You've been practicing your social distancing? Yes. Perfectly? No. So how many people you been around today? <laughs> like three. Three? Besides See. my mom. Where at Rich now? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Not right. for real though. Okay. Um, but you okay, who how many people have you been around? Because you how had many a photo shoot. have I been around today? One person. It was just you and the photographer? I'm the photographer. Oh. Uh, just me and him. Excuse me. We got we got stopped by the police first. Oh, so and then the that's a third location. person. He nah, like... listen, listen, listen. This is what's funny. The police officer wouldn't get out of the car. <laughs> so what kind of... <laughs> wait, this is... Time out. This is what I've been wanting to know. How are these traffic stops going? That's what I've been wanting to know. Because nah, I do funny. see people getting pulled over, but I'm this like... This is what he did. Like, so they closed down this trail, and we was, like, parked off the road, and we went around the fence because the fence was closed. We went around the fence. Okay. And he pulls up off the road. We turn around. He drives off. And I was like, okay, he ain't messing with us. We keep walking. <laughs> he pulls up again, and he goes on a loudspeaker, and he was like, y'all leave before uh, y'all get arrested. And we Ooh. kept walking. And he started talking louder, and then he was like, he was basically like, uh, uh, stay right there. Uh, oh, no. Something, something, something. Like he was calling backup or something. And we just turned around and started walking towards the car. He was like, no, stay right there. But he never <laughs> got out the car. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, he don't want to be around people neither. You know, he don't want no smoke. <laughs> yeah, so he we don't got want in the car no and drove off, and he didn't even follow us. Oh, gosh. So we just went to a different spot. So you, okay, so technically you didn't even get a ticket or anything. You just mm -hmm. got a. You never got out of the car. You just got a, a polite. 
slow down. He's and telling tell right you there. politely. And a stay right there. Okay. And we didn't stay right there. I'm not <laughs> about to just stand there. So we just got on and we went to a different location. Cause I was like, okay, this is serious, and I didn't even know they shut Grove Town down. Oh, like wow. they ain't got nothing open in Grove Town. Wow. Yeah. See, and Grove Town is small, so if they need anything, they're definitely gonna drive up the road. Yeah, they shut Grove Town down. I think um, it's a lot of spots in Richmond County shut down. That's why I wanted to talk to you about. But mm. Evans, everything is open in Evans. Really? Yeah, everything oh. is open. Barbershops, beauty shops. Uh, restaurants are open, but most restaurants okay. are uh, closing off the inside. But they got some restaurants out here that's open. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy well, out here. Well, I don't know if I want to go to a restaurant right now. No, I ain't ready for a restaurant. I don't nah. think so. How don't like how serious things are right now? I wouldn't. I, I, wouldn't I don't. Do it. I don't trust anybody cooking my food besides my mama. Yeah. Like praise the Lord, my mom is home. Yeah. Because <laughs> she cooks. Like twice, maybe three times a week. So imagine like seeing the food prepared and then having it. I don't even know what's going on in the kitchen half the time with people. I don't feel like they wash their hands all the time. I really don't. Because salmonella was passed around real fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is salmonella getting? But the way I see people do meat, I'm like, yeah. Like I was telling you earlier, that's how viruses pass along. Like I told you, I had a stomach virus and it passed along like that. That's exactly how they get. And they say it's easy to get like stomach viruses from seafood Mm -hmm. because I mean, a lot of times people eat it raw. But if it's not even being clean before, then yeah, I'm just I'm nervous right now. I don't want anybody cooking my food besides my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So um, you're a stylist. How is everything that's going on right now affecting your business? Hmm. Physically touching people, well, not being able to touch people, I should say, is preventing me from making the dollar behind the chair. But like I was telling you earlier, I started looking at business plans that I had before Mm -hmm. and started thinking about different things to do to make your business recession proof being like i mean you can be behind the chair what five days a week but you could also have like audio you can have merchandise you could sell um like how-to videos or books and stuff ebooks stuff like that so i mean i won't dive too deep into that unless you want me to no you can um but it's i would say digital products would be the way to go now for stylists and that's what i like to teach that's pretty much what i go on now because online courses yeah online courses ebooks just helping people be better at what they're already doing that's what i like to do that's why i like to teach so i start putting out um you know like the audio i recorded ebooks for like vendor lists things like that and that's those are the kind of items i would be pushing out Mm-hmm. So you can be recession proof as a stylist. Um, even when it comes to like benefits, you, 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 it's actually not hard to have benefits as a stylist. I learned that um, recently, actually, even though I've been licensed for a while, like I literally was licensed since 2015 and I'm just now learning how to set up insurance, but that's another story. But um, <laughs> I just realized something. What? Sorry. Um, 
nothing. He just threw me off. I just <laughs> now I'm like rethinking what I'm saying. But you can definitely have a recession proof business right now having like digital products. So what I encourage people to do is write about what you know, write about things that you're good at, like braiding, for instance, if you know, you know, certain things about braiding, put it in a book for people, like sell it because people need that kind of information. So, um, something else you can do merchandise, you can sell bundles. Um, and I mean, if you want to get, to being technical about being clean and sanitized or disinfected, you could get all of your products. You know, you can get all your products and ship them to people yourself. You don't have to necessarily wait for shipping from Amazon. Like the stuff that you can make, like with, for, through your digital products, you can send that through email. Your merchandise, you can like buy t-shirts, have somebody in town, print your logos or whatever you want on your shirts. You can do that kind of stuff like within driving distance. So you don't really need to have a whole lot of stuff shipped to you. You can just do small things like start with small items. So yeah, I mean that's, what that's I'm working on now too. Like uh, merchandise. Merchandise? Yeah. I just I just got some shirts made today cuz I had a, a couple people ask me about it and I'm also working on getting a couple of my photos printed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's getting hard out here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I I started thinking about like systems, different systems that we need to have in place on our websites whenever we're not there. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about that? Uh, I thought about it a little bit, but I didn't go too deep into it. Yeah, like it. I was just thinking about having, you know, a message system where when people come to the site you know, they're getting a question answered right away and they don't have to wait, mm -hmm. you know, for an email or a text or whatever. So I'm I'm thinking of different ways to be more automated, if that makes sense. So, you know, everything is working even if you're not there technically or physically. But How many people do you have working at your shop? Well, it's... <laughs> what? <laughs> I know it's a nice shop, though, because I've seen it when I went to Humanity to do the interview. Yeah, but it's not my shop, though. Okay. It's not. Like, I'm a stylist that actually works in the shop. Okay. Yeah. And I when <laughs> I'm laughing because people always think, like, when they come to the location who haven't been there, they're thinking it's my shop sometimes. And I'm like, no, like, it says it. On the cards, and it says it on the window. Yeah, I wasn't paying no attention. Either, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I just think about, well, you know, that's that's an expectation. That's a good expectation for people to have, like, think uh -huh. that you got your own. You know, like, come and be like, oh, this is hers. You know, I think that's a good thing. But when it really happens, I'm going to be like, okay. How do you go about getting your own shop, though? Okay. Break that down. Like, um, someone, someone that just got their license, cause you said you had your mm -hmm. license going on five years, right? Yeah. So let's say someone just got their license. How do they go about saving the money and getting resources to open up their own shop? Hmm. Okay. So I can go a couple of different ways. I go from like, um. From being in a full service salon where there's multiple stylists to being in a suite. Mm -hmm. So, 
if you're thinking about having a salon where there's multiple stylists involved, multiple chairs, you have to decide if you're going to charge booth rent or commission. And so with commission, it's a sliding scale. So you have to figure out, you know, what the, what the sliding scale is going to be. And then basically figure out what they're going to be paid and then what the salon is going to get. Because that's basically what commission should be is the commission that the salon is actually getting is supposed to go back into the salon and then they get paid their commission. And then if you want to get technical, you can do like independent contracting and they get 1099s and then they file their own taxes but you take out, you know, taxes throughout the year too. So you can mm-hmm. do it that way. But it, that's, I mean, that's a lot. I would say 60000 60000 60000 That's I put that number out there because when I actually looked back at the numbers last night, um, if you're not starting with really anything, like any capital, like say you start with $500, okay, you might find a space, you might have to remodel that space, and then you have to buy salon equipment, and then and licensing. What would you spend the whole 60000 on? Mm. Like a quick breakdown. Salon equipment. And that's Some what, of that would like actually be allocated also for... Um, the stylist mm-hmm. because you still want to hire a stylist to to work maybe two or three and then at least if they're not getting clients you still have something there to give them some kind of you know some kind of cushion for them mm-hmm. so that's what that's what some of the 60,000 would go to as well so salon equipment staff payroll um supplies like color towels um hair extensions if you have to like remodel you would get you know a down payment on the space yeah i mean you would have to do that as well Mm -hmm. but if you have to pay you know for different things to be fixed in the salon you got to get like permission from the city so you have to pay for those kind of things um what's that permits permits Mm -hmm. so um I'm going based off of, like, what I've researched myself, like, looking into different spaces. So, you have to make sure you can pay yourself at the end of the day, too. So, I would say that 60000 is going to have to be your cushion for at least a good, what, a year. At least a Probably year. more, huh? I mean, if I'm already working and I have a clientele, my clientele would pay, you know, the rent. And then, of course, if those stylists are getting, you know, clients here and there, which they will, they're not going to be dry for a whole year. You know, like I said, it's just going to, that 60000 is going to hold cushion, but they're still going to be able to get clients and do clients. So, um, basically, like, if you're going to go that route with having a salon and staffing um, different stylists, you got to be diverse. Like, I would have people who cut hair. That way I can diverse that kind of clientele and bring those kind of people in. But say you don't go that route and you go the salon suite route, 
which most people, when they start in salon suites, they're by themselves. So they don't really have a team. They don't really, you know, get a whole lot of walk-in traffic unless they're already known. They're not going to get a whole lot of walk-in traffic because salon suites are more closed off. So when you're, it's like basically walking in someone's house and you just get to look in different rooms to see what everybody is doing. So you just have to have people that know where that location is and really promote. So, I mean, with both, with both sides of it, whether you go having the big salon or salon suite, you still have to market well because people still need to know what your brand is about and what your business is about. So if you start like a salon suite, when I started my salon suite in Texas, it started out at about 2500 and that was with having most of the most of what I needed which was just chemicals capes um a dryer I didn't have to buy a styling chair or a shampoo bowl because that salon suite actually had it mm-hmm. so you kind of get some of those expenses taken care of when you move into a salon suite versus going out on your own and then you have to buy all that equipment so that's one upside to it and then you can pay one time a month or you usually would pay weekly. So, either, I mean, I think I think it was altogether 800 a month that Salon Suite was. So, that was actually pretty good. But it was about... Yeah, it, I mean, but the square footage wasn't... It wasn't 800 square feet. So, it's not like you... you it was, to me, overpriced, but it was what it was. It was a good start, but... With having like a bigger salon, you might, depending on the square footage, if you look, if you're getting something that's about 1,200 square feet, you're probably going to end up paying like around 15. So it just depends on what you can handle at that time. But what got you into this uh, business? I mean, I've been braiding hair since I was nine. But what made you like, get your license and go through the whole process Mm. like to like legalize everything yeah um i walked i just walked into a school actually because i was here first and then we had moved and so i was like okay well we moved so i'm just gonna go to school for like nursing and that's because at the time i didn't look into cosmetology schools before we moved to san antonio Mm-hmm. So I didn't even end up going to cosmetology school until I left Georgia, but I had been out of school for a while. So I just walked into a cosmetology school one day and it was like, it was set up like a salon. So it was already appealing on the eye. So when you walk in, it's black, it's white. You're seeing all these, you know, different products, all these different um, posters and models all over the place. And like I said, I've been doing braids since I was nine and doing hair for people in my entire family so I was already used to doing hair so when I walked into that school I met with somebody from the admissions team and she was telling me the biggest difference between their school and other schools was that you learned the business side of cosmetology and so she sparked my my brain into thinking about the business side. I'm like, it's a business side? <laughs> so I was like, I mean, that might sound, you know, that might not sound 
I don't know, like, it might sound like I should have known, like, it was a business oh, nah, already. Oh, nah, I get it because but, I know a lot of people that uh, start out just doing hair at the house. Yeah, like, when you do hair for your family, you're not thinking, oh, I'm about to have a whole business. Like, you're not thinking yeah. that. You just do hair. So, I started doing hair just how, you know, at home and, you know, braiding. And then she was talking to me about business. And then she started breaking down the curriculum. So, I was like, okay. So, I was interested and that's what sparked my interest in going to school for it because I was already doing it. I wanted to learn more about hair care and I wanted to learn, okay, well, how can I make some money? And that's basically what I learned at the academy that I went to was how to make the money. And then shortly after that, that's when I started to learn how to grow it. So it's been a process. <laughs> A rough process? Yes. Or? Yes. Yes. And I'm not afraid to say yes. It's been rough. What's the uh, roughest thing about it? <sighs> moving. Moving around and having to start over. Building clientele over and over. Like, I've moved. I think I've moved at least maybe four times since 2015. So, I've moved a lot. So, every time you move somewhere... You basically have to start all the way over getting clientele. And how do you go about getting the clientele? Market. Marketing. And how's that Make like? Make business social cards. Media yep. Ads. I mean, social media ads. Style seat. You could use style seat. You could use Craigslist. Um, Instagram. Hashtags. People find you. You'd be surprised at how many people find you through hashtags. Like, that's where I found most of... I think I found what you did through a hashtag on an artist. Somebody, like an artist. And then I went and saw, you know, what you were doing. And then, of course, the background, like, that's eye-catching. So, people can find you through hashtags. And that's free marketing. Yeah. So, I mean, when I moved here in 2000... Well, I moved back in 2018... So, I started building clientele right at the tail end of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then when I went into, um, what was it, Ulta? Ulta is where I really started building more clientele. That's like a corporate salon. Oh, so, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. that, now, that's a whole different ballgame. That's like a chain salon kind of environment. And they pay you commission as well. But I built a lot of clientele there and then kind of just branched off. Um, did you like working at that chain? It was, I mean, it was, it was educational, but to me, it wasn't long term. So it wasn't like, oh, this is mine. It was never gonna be mine. It was always gonna be that corporate structure, and I didn't really. That's not me. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I can't stay here. So I had to branch off and find other people who were creative in the city and I just started meeting different stylists and different salon owners and I've the salon I'm at now is the second one yeah the second one that I've been at outside of Ulta and how's that one going it's cool nice it's location cool. you like the location yeah I, I like being downtown I mean here's my question about downtown and um I was talking to somebody Last night about this, I didn't get a chance to ask him because he was actually on somebody else's podcast mm -hmm. I was uh, filming. I want to know, like, 
I don't see a lot of foot traffic downtown. I could be wrong, but like, how does that play into income? Like being located downtown, because mm-hmm. mm. in Augusta, downtown just isn't a very busy spot, from what I see. I mean, you'd be surprised during the day. A lot of people leave work to come downtown to eat, mm-hmm. so they have to walk by because it's a small restaurant next to us that sells like small items that they can eat so they come down there for lunch or breakfast and they'll see us yeah so i feel like location is important i mean parking is also important but location is important people do need to see you so on that corner you'll see in the window it's lit up you'll see the lights so you'll you'll catch it but we get a lot of traffic closer to the middle of the week during lunchtime and it'll be like people who will walk in They'll see stuff like this on our desk, pick it up and walk out where they'll see the poster outside. So, again, marketing. <laughs> marketing. Oh, yeah, you big on the business side. I like that. <laughs> Is that what got you into starting a podcast? Yes. I want to know about this podcast. I'm interested because I love meeting people that do podcasts because I've been into podcasting probably two years now. And you don't understand how excited I was when I came across your podcast, because not only is it hard finding black podcasts, like host, black podcast hosts, but it's hard finding people who want to collaborate mm-hmm. and want to work with you. And I'm like, OK, well, don't nobody know you. <laughs> don't nobody know me. Either. So let's get, yeah. you know, let's let people know us together. Let's let people find out about who we are together. But that's basically what I based Style Studio off of was Dope Artist Link Up. That was what hit my mind when I thought about the name for Style Studio in general. Mm-hmm. And then I just went with the logo. And then once I thought about the podcast, I went with the logo for the radio because, I mean, I'm an 80s baby. I'm at the end, but I'm still an 80s baby. So the boom box is something that's like, that's legendary for me because I love music. Mm-hmm. I love entertainment. So it that's how I put it all together. And I didn't want it to be just about hair. So I took off the J Valencia because then it kind of took me out of it, if that makes sense. And I just left it at Style Studio Podcast because I want it to be like a freelance, you know, broadcast where basically how you talk open and freely with the guests that you have that's what style studio podcast is so it's just various artists coming together getting to know each other so when you started ooh what was it 2002 <laughs> what <laughs> you get on my nerves <laughs> um i think it was to at the end of 2018 i think i did my first episode at the beginning of 2019. Yeah. I'm so sad though because it got deleted. What happened? I don't know what I was doing. I was I guess I was I was cleaning out my my files and I don't know how I ended up deleting all the segments, but I ended up deleting the whole segment and I thought it was still going to show up on Apple Podcast and it no. It's gone. That's crazy. Something like that happened to me too. It was um right before I got my camera. I was in Atlanta and I was about to fly to San Antonio mm-hmm. and I did a uh, I did a podcast with an artist 
a real dope artist too. And I don't know what happened, but when I opened my laptop, when I got to San Antonio, the whole audio was gone. But luckily, I recorded I recorded a video on my phone. That hurts. So I just put the whole video on YouTube, just okay. straight from my phone. Okay. It's not that bad, neither. The quality? Yeah. It's not good, but it's not that bad. <laughs> the sound was decent. I ain't put the sound on, on, on the podcast because okay. I hate bad sound. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, but it wasn't that bad. I don't remember what it's called. And it was, I think I started the same time you started, so okay. that's a little while ago. Well... I like how you have the setup where you record and talk at the same time. I like that because it keeps it to me keeps it consistent. Mm-hmm. So I did. I said I'm gonna take that idea. I'm gonna do that. It's um it's kind of hard doing everything yourself though. It is. Oh my goodness! I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, it's real hard. <sighs> like okay, you're the artist. The manager, you're taking care of what the day to day operations too, mm-hmm. and you still gotta come with the money to pay all these different people, and it's just you. Yep. So you learn how to do a lot of things by yourself because it's like okay, either I'm gonna pay one person to do this, or I'm gonna have to pay five different people to do what I need to do. So it's either you're gonna learn or pay. Either way you're I mean, either way you're still paying, but it's either you're gonna pay a whole lot of different people or you're gonna just gain the skill. So it's a lot of things that you have to do on your own, but that's okay. But it gets overwhelming. Yeah, I um right now I'm starting to produce other people's podcasts and what? I got somebody that uh I work with named Maine. Shout out to Maine from Warden the Masters. He actually got me into that because he produces also. Mm-hmm. And I told him before, I was like, it's kind of crazy how we took out all this time to learn all this. And, you know, we're selling this service for a nice low price. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand, like, how valuable that is. Exactly. Because <laughs> this took me a long time to learn all this. Like, man, I got a video about it. My first podcast I ever recorded was with... My iMac computer, me and uh, my homeboy I had a podcast with, we just stood in front of it and we talked about some stupid topics, real yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and we just put it on Facebook. And we finally got mics right after that. No interface, just hooked the mic straight up to the computer. Sound was crackling. Sound was horrible. It was mm-hmm. echoing, a lot of reverb. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I can't <laughs> go with this. Finally figured out I needed a mixer. Got the mixer. Now I don't know how to like get my levels right. So those episodes was bad. Then towards the end, like right before me and him stopped stopped doing that podcast, I figured <laughs> it out. I was like, okay. Matter of fact, I think episode six, I got the mixer that I got now. I was using the interface before that. Okay. Didn't know how to use that mixer. Honestly, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I just learned how to use that mixer a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just learned. And, uh, but I'm See? good now though. I'm all See? the way good. And um, I was telling my dog Maine, uh, the guy I work with, I got a podcast. Um, Who's that Maine? Is it More Than the Masters? That's the name of his podcast. More. More Than the Masters. Okay. Yeah. I, think I, know who that I was is. telling him last night, like, so now I'm to the point where I want to upgrade everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's these microphones that that like the Breakfast Club and all them big names oh. use, and the mic is like four hundred dollars. I was telling him, like, oh, like, I think it. I'm about to break down and buy you one. You can get it. 
I think I'm gonna get one. Yes. I'm getting to that point. Go ahead. I told him he was like, I don't know, Slim. I like, bro. I think I'm gonna get one now, then just mm-hmm. get another one like the end of the year. Exactly. Cause I yep. want it. <laughs> that's I, that's one thing I learned. Like, if I need it for the business and I got the extra three hundred, yeah. I'm getting it. I'm gonna get it because it's for the business. So. This is my thing. Like, I, man, I was telling him this last night. I sat down. I think night before last, because I ain't had shit to do, because we got all this going on. Oh. And um, <laughs> I had like I had like this little weird thought. I was like, okay, Slim, let's think about this. You go to the bar every weekend and spend forty dollars on wings and drinks. You go to cigar lounges every every other day. Oh, you wow. spend about thirty dollars on cigars. I was like, and then you only put X amount of money into your businesses. Why not stop doing that shit? And put that money into this. Reverse psychology. Yeah. On yourself. Yeah, because I'm like, yes. I don't know. I could have been afforded those two those two microphones. I could have been afforded the 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 camera lens I want. Don't it make you sit down and think? It makes you sit down and think. Yeah. This time right here is what did it to me because I had clients for all this week and basically everybody canceled. So I ain't had nothing but time to think, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Nah, I really got to get my finances in order." Mm-hmm. Exactly, <laughs> it's exactly. Going, it's going to get rough. That's what I had wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Look, I I didn't came with my own topics. How you like me now? <laughs> I didn't came with my own topics. So, what stocks are you thinking about? Are you thinking about like airline stocks? Uh, are you thinking I about- had I had somebody somebody I'm close with. Uh, hit me up yesterday talking about Robinhood, and they was talking about airline stocks and stuff. Um, I didn't tell him this, but I'll tell you this. So here's my issues with people talking about stocks. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking okay. about him. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I got to hear it. <laughs> here, here, here's my issues with, with some people talking about stocks. Because I'm going to talk about myself also. Now, I used to be into stocks. I was real heavy into investing. I used to have a cleaning business and I had good money coming in. And I was mm. investing a lot of money. I was real heavy into it. That's what's up. Right now, I'm not in that that time in my life where I'm financially stable enough to be in, putting all this money into investments, not knowing if I'm getting it back or not. Right. You're so right. So I wouldn't take that gamble. So people like the person I'm thinking of, it, it's kind of weird to me that they come to me talking about these investments when mm. I'm like, I know for a fact you ain't financially stable because if I'm not, I know you not. Got it. So it's kind of weird. It's like, hmm. Yeah. You don't have X, Y, and Z. But you would put X amount of money into some stocks. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't yeah. get it. I'm but like, you, but like, I mean, you still gotta know what you can afford yeah. at the end of the day. So like, you still gotta be responsible, even if you are investing. I don't. I won't deter anybody from investing or saving, or you know, putting their money into something that can grow over time. But do you? I mean, you still do have to be stable. I mean, you gotta be smart with it too. You can't just chunk money you know into stocks every single week because it's you're not gonna get a return on it right away so you just gotta think smart like right now will be a good time for you to buy maybe three shares of you know something that's under a hundred dollars yeah because it's affordable i mean a 50 dollars stock is affordable that's gonna grow you know you just gotta be patient but i get what you're saying you do right you don't want to think that it's just gonna happen like you know, right away. But, but at least if you watch in. the economy, you'll start to learn more about how the money is going to come, you know, come to you. But think about if you live in paycheck to paycheck 
And when you get your paycheck, you put $50 into the stock. And four days later, you ain't got no money. So now it's like, you got to pull them $50 out. You ain't got no money to eat. So that's I mean, why it don't make sense to me when people do that. I don't know. Because, but what, see, you can even take that and flip that. Like, what would you do? Are you going to keep taking money out of your savings? Or are you just going fast? Yeah, the people I'm talking about probably don't have a savings, though. <laughs> that's my thing. Dang. <laughs> well, I mean, well. I had a conversation with somebody last week that didn't know what a 401k was. Oh, no. And now they own online talking about 401k. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. I think it's funny. I'm just glad they know now, though. I know. Like, it's Thank great you know. when people get enlightened. It's yeah. great. No, but for real. You definitely need to know what a 401k is. <laughs> But uh, people always say um, investing is for the rich. What? I'm with you. Investing isn't for the rich. Like if you okay. if you have enough money and you're financially stable, then I definitely think you can invest. I mean, but investments. I think investments start with yourself, though. But how do you think they get to where they get to if they didn't invest? But see, I'm with you. But my thing is like it's certain things you should invest into within yourself before you get to the point where Oh, you mean like being a good steward with your money? Yeah, like yeah. okay, like first like maybe maybe you want to get your own crib. Maybe you want to get your get you a car. True. Maybe you want to start your business. Then have the conversation about investments. Yeah, but you know some people their family have their investments set up. Yes. So like everybody inherits you know, a part of the investment. Mm-hmm. So sometimes some people, yeah, that, I mean, but that's what, that's what some people are thinking. You know, they're like, well, let me build my legacy up. Let me build this generational wealth, you know? But so you know it can, what's funny? Only in a black community, that's called being spoiled. <laughs> I hate that. And I don't even think about that. I don't even listen to that kind of stuff because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad because my parents made good decisions. That's they was both too. poor. They were both poor Jamaican kids. And they came over here when they were like 15 and 14. And they're both very highly respected veterans. So, I don't listen to that spoiled. Yep, I was spoiled. <laughs> I was definitely spoiled. I used to let that spoiled stuff get to me only because, like, I wasn't really that spoiled. So <laughs> Like, you don't even see sense. it. Yeah, it didn't really make sense yeah. to me. And then also, like, my biggest thing is, like, People that call you spoiled had better opportunities than you. And you'd be like, how spoiled when when we was in high school, your parents got you a car. Exactly. <laughs> I had to take the 94 Accord. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times I felt like, well, I got a car. Let me just be grateful. Yeah. Driving without no license. I don't understand that spoiled thing. But yeah. like I said, it's only in the black community. I swear because like nah, white mean, people don't even think about that. You, it depends on where you are. See, I had to stop thinking like that because when I went to San Antonio, <laughs> you think you hear things only in the black community until you start hearing, you know, Hispanic people talking. Yeah, I was and about to say that's Then you get like, around, you, you do get around some Caucasian people and they talk and they say, oh, you know, they say all kind of stuff. So it really, I, don't, I won't even generalize it to just being in the black community because everybody has like a problem with their community everybody had their own san antonio is a weird place though but it was like a melting pot yeah that's what i liked 
Oh, San Mexico. Antonio? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I mean, it wasn't a lot of... It's not a I lot of black I didn't live people. there, so I probably have a, a, a different experience, but I was like, it's a lot of Mexicans here. Yeah. A lot. I don't I know. But I don't think it's just thing, Mexican, but, though, because yeah. I know a lot of Puerto Rican people, um, Dominican. So it's like a... Like I said, it's a melting pot, but I will say you do have a lot of Spanish, Hispanic. I mean, yeah. Well, my mom, she stayed on the south side, so Ooh. it was a lot of Mexicans there. Oh, yeah. My homeboy stayed on the east side. It was it was some that black was close people to where there. I stayed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it would be more black people on the east and the northeast side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend that stayed in the north side, and the north side is pretty nice. I yeah. like the north side. I went to a couple Alamo clubs Heights? over there that was nice, too. Where? Uh, on the north side. It was like some Alamo top Heights? clubs, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I went out there because I think I took my homeboys out there. And it Shout was, out to San Antonio, Texas. Uh, it was somebody's birthday or something. I don't know, man. Texas. I'm not a big fan of Texas. Like, not everybody want to move to Texas. Dallas. I miss Texas. Okay. Uh, what do you like about Texas? Um, It was just, it was a different vibe. It was a different vibe. Like, I like being able to hop in my car, take the back road, and drive to Austin, party down 6th Street, and then just drive back home. Now, Austin is literally 56 minutes away. Yeah. So, we were taking that ride just to hang out on 6th Street, downtown in Austin. Because it was just, it's the vibe, it's the atmosphere, it's the people you're around. It's just so many different... Austin is one of them progressive cities. Yeah, I mean I it's nice. That. It's yeah. nice. The night the night to me the night scene out there is diverse. You you're not just gonna go to just like an empire. Mm-hmm. No. You know, you got all different types of bars and restaurants and It's a lot of weirdos in Austin too. I mean, yeah, of course. But everybody is a weirdo. That's true. Everybody but is a weirdo. But it's super weirdos in Austin. Um, we can say super. <laughs> we can say I mean we can say that, but Shoot, Atlanta got some super weirdos too. Nah, it's a whole nother scene. They that's they, a whole nother vibe, but it's totally like I ain't gonna say that. Mm-hmm. I said I want to talk about no more gay topics on my podcast. <laughs> oh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, Austin is like when I had went to Austin because I had went over there to visit a friend and we had went out and I was like, dang, it's a it's a lot of gothic people out tonight, ain't it? <laughs> and he was like, "Bro, it's always like this." I was what? Like, oh, this is this is a crazy place. It's not always like that. It's not always Man, like that. We went that. to like three different spots, and like you said, it was like mixed environments, but it was a lot of gothic people. Oh my god! Maybe but I, I didn't try not see to base that. like you know my one night somewhere. Yeah. Off of you know off of that little experience, because I hate closed minded people. Yeah, I mean that was some that was a place I would go often. So. I, it was it was just always nice. I always had a good experience when I went to Austin, and then, you know, it's nice at night. Yeah. It's a night. I mean, so how you like living in Augusta? <sighs> I like it. Nah, you don't like it. You don't like it. I can tell. I can tell by that answer. You like? Oh, nah, this ain't. This ain't, this ain't it's this ain't not my speed. It's yeah, not because, my speed. Like, um, how you talking about these other cities? Of course, since I've been there, I. Um, I know they're like a lot faster, a yeah. lot bigger. Yeah, see, that's why I like Augusta though, because it's a lot slower, <laughs> it's a lot calmer. It depends. It just depends on what you want when you want it. So I mean, if I want to be excited, if I want to go somewhere more exciting, I'll go to Savannah. I mean, cause I like Savannah. To oh, me, you think Savannah more exciting? Than I Augusta? mean. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm being gained up on whenever <laughs> no, I'm no, no, I'm just that. asking her. I'm just asking. But of course I disagree. But I'm just <laughs> no, asking. I'm just saying because I'm a I'm a person that likes to be you know by water and oh, yeah, be on yeah. the river walk and stuff like that. I'm definitely and with you on that. I love seafood, so. I think Savannah is like a very historical place, so yeah. it does give you like that nice, like nostalgic feeling yep. when you're out there. I love yep. that. Augusta is kind of like grimy. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't even. I say remember. That. Nah, I, I mean it's the truth. Like I remember when I moved from Augusta and went to Kentucky. I remember telling my mom's like, "Before we move, I was like, dang, we moving to Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. it's gonna be you know kind of bigger because I thought we moving to Louisville. I like you know it's gonna be kind of bigger or whatever. Yeah. But we moved to a small town called Radcliffe. <laughs> and oh like, my god. It was nothing out there, mm-hmm. and it made me appreciate Augusta. Yeah. But you know I moved like uh explored um kentucky i went to like lexington i went to louisville i went to bowling green and uh you know i seen those cities whatever and it reminded me like augusta is kind of like rough and dirty (laughs) (laughs) you keep keep using those words it's true though (laughs) but that's kind of like what i like about augusta You know I mean, what I'm just, I like that about Augusta. Augusta make you Augusta make you have tough skin. Like yeah. you have no choice but to have tough skin. So when people say whatever, do whatever, you just have to be like my craziest okay. like like Augusta um moments I remember <laughs> is teen clubs. <laughs> yes. I'm like I don't oh think God. no place in the world got teen clubs. <laughs> And Augusta had teen clubs. Oh, God. And, like, it used to always be fights, always be yep. shootings. And I'm like... But how y'all shooting at the teen yeah, club? Why would you Why would you make a <laughs> building and stick a whole bunch of 15 and 16-year-olds in it? Mm, That's crazy. They, they don't need to bring that back, doing. neither. They, I, I don't even... Th- well, I've been hearing about these little parties that these kids have at oh, um these see, little pool houses. Kids. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looped in a little bit. But so they have parties. It's like, it's like I mean, their parties shut down at like twelve because oh, they okay. gotta close down that that building at a certain time. Mm-hmm. But they get down, they get down to their little parties. Hmm. I bet it ain't rough. nothing like them teen clubs. Bro. It's rough. It it's still rough. People I, still fight. People still meet up to fight. Mm. I remember it was one club in Augusta called uh, the Dirty South. <laughs> <laughs> That shit used to be so oh my rough, God. dog. I used to be like, bruh, don't nobody in here look like they came here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how but it I was felt. a nice club, though. It had like the little the little platform uh, floor that light up like the scene from Scarface. Okay. <laughs> it was real nice, but every nigga in there had the dreads with the gold teeth and was just mugging. Nobody Everybody was, looked the same. Yeah. And I hated that era. I used to call that the uh, B2K era. B2K. Where everybody in Augusta had dreads, gold teeth, and camo jackets. I would call that the Lil John era. Lil John? Nah, see, I call it B2K because, you know, B2K used to always dress alike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like... If you knew that was a group. Yeah, if you went to Regal Cinema, it was nothing but dreads, gold teeth, camo jacket, black oh forces. Jabot jeans. Jabot. I'm... <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I used to love them Jabos, bro. I ain't even gonna sit here and lie. <laughs> I was just telling somebody last night that was a fashion designer, though. I was telling them, I was like, man, let's be honest, though. You want him like, to bring back them Jabot jeans? Nah, I ain't tell them that. I, I told them straight up. I said, bro, I'm gonna just be 100% honest. Them Evizels and Red Monkeys and all that stuff we was wearing, that shit was tacky as hell. <laughs> like, we thought bape. it was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Bape hard. I like bape. You like bape? Yeah, bape still hard. Okay. But, like, 
Bape don't really go. That's a lie. They do go over the top. But, like, I can tell, like, it's a Japanese clothing line because that's oh, how really? shit look in Japan. Because I've been to Japan one time before. Oh. That's how shit look in Japan. Okay. Like, I can tell. But, like, Red Monkey and, and Evizu, like, mm. that shit was just tacky. <laughs> and we love that shit. I remember I went into the store and spent, like, $2,500 on that bullshit before. Oh, my God. That's oh, I was, excessive. I was dumb when I was a kid, though. Like, in was, high school? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. I just told somebody today, I, um, when I was in high school, my phone bill was $180. Oh, I was the only nigga with a sidekick. I was the only nigga with a sidekick in my class. Oh no, Mm-mm. it was a little well, flip phone. Me no and my Kia. homeboy, I, I did the photo shoot with today. We grew up together. Me and him was the only ones with sidekicks. Oh wow! Everybody else had the Nokia with the snake. Those back. are those were expensive. What, you talking about the ones that that was sliding up? Yeah. Those were expensive. He had the uh, he had like the original one with the. With the blue case, and I and had flip the, around. Yeah, I yeah. had the patent leather uh, Dwayne Wade edition. Oh, fancy! Yeah, I mean, I ain't <laughs> I ain't buy it. One of my homeboys stole it from somebody and sold it to me. Oh wow! But then, but see, the phone the phone ain't even the expensive part. It's the plan. It's the plan because you got to get the internet plan, mm-hmm. which is one hundred and ten dollars. Then you get the regular plan, and I think only thing Don't I had insurance. I didn't get insurance. Oh You can't no. get insurance on the phone. You ain't buy. True. <laughs> True. So I had Very the internet true. plan. I had free texting. You can't text nobody. Nobody had texting back then. (laughs) (laughs) So, it was literally just me and him texting each other. Man. That was crazy, though. I remember having to put minutes on my phone. I remember that, too. I ain't going to get that. had the minutes thing. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I think they had... They had the minutes phone that Alltel came out where you can put, like, money on the phone. And they had, like, unlimited plans for, like, $3 a day. So everybody used to go into the store and put ten dollars on your phone. Yeah, Altel. I remember that. Okay. That was around two thousand and seven. Altel came out. Okay. And they, um, I think they called them the dope boy phones. Yeah, cause they chirp. Yeah, uh, Nextel. That was Nextel. <laughs> That's Nextel. what I was thinking I had about Nextel, Nextel too. Yeah, Nextel, that was a crazy Black era Day. of phones though. Oh my god. I don't miss that. I used to walk up and down the hallway when I was going to school in Atlanta. I would walk up and down the hallway and hear people in the hallway just chirping for no reason. Just chirping in the hallway. It's just the feeling. It's kind of like. Just being able to do it at school. Yeah. It's just the feeling, man. Most Mm -hmm. things people do is all because of feeling like. I was just telling somebody today. I was like, I don't think people are. um, I don't think people are like addicted to smoking the weed. (laughs) I think they're addicted to the process of smoking the weed. What you okay? What do you mean when you say the process? Like some people don't even feel like smoking. They just literally bored as hell and just want to roll a blunt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I know that's how I was when I was young. Like I literally had to look myself in the mirror and be like, "Bro, you don't even like this shit no more. <laughs> you just want to roll the blunt." And then like people hate when I say this shit. It's the oral sensation they get from smoking that they like also. The oral sensation. Yes. <laughs> They just like the process of putting the blunt to their lips and the and the feeling they get from the smoke right. going in the mouth and then blowing it out. I that's feel like that's like. why people smoke cigarettes. Yeah, I agree. I and cigars. Uh, I agree. I just don't see the point. It has to be the sensation of it is. whatever it smells like or however it tastes. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Oh, I don't disagree. I smoke cigars, so... Look, everybody has their vices. Um, true. Very, but very, see, the very weed true. thing, because I smoked weed for a long time, but I stopped because 
you get to the point where you don't you don't like being high no more. <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't like being high. That's how I feel about alcohol. Going. I don't I don't I'll drink, but I don't drink to the point where I get inebriated like before. I yeah. mean, I've only done it like twice. It's not something I just did all the time. But when I really You only drank two, two times? No, to the point where I was oh, like you only got drunk, just like. really really just drunk, passed out, almost passing out. I've only done that twice. Because I was out for like a birthday party. And then I think the last time I was just at a friend's house and we was playing some game. But that's how I started feeling about alcohol. Like I was like, I don't like feeling like this anymore. I don't like my head exploding every 10 seconds. Like that is not a good feeling. So I'm going to be honest with you. I love drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Boop. (laughs) I definitely love drinking. Let me burst that bubble. But I do get what you're saying. Like, I'm to the point now, I'm to the point now where, like, I'm about to be 30 in, like, two months. Oh, so wow. I can't, I can't drink how I used to only because of the hangovers. Yeah. So now it's like, hey, Slim, you know you got shit to do tomorrow? Yep. Like, matter of fact, yesterday I went to uh, my homeboy in them crib. They was over there chilling and drinking and shit. And I, I told him straight up. I was like, bro, I got some shit to do tonight. I had mm-hmm. to shoot something. I had to shoot some um, last night at nine, and then like I had shoot a to, video, uh, a podcast. I had oh, to shoot okay. a podcast last night at nine. Then I had to wake up this morning and and uh, do a couple things. I told them straight up, like they had like three bottles of Hennessy. I was like, bro, oh I'm, my I'm gosh. gonna drink these two cups of Hennessy oh. and these two beers. You were limiting yourself to two. Yep, because I I knew I had shit to do, and um, when I got at to shoot least the you podcast, yeah, I normally like drink like a drink a couple beers while i'm shooting it mm-hmm. no nah, i just drink water because i was oh. like yeah i'm getting old dog okay i ain't got it no more <laughs> he's learning he's learning yeah i'm still drinking though yeah but blackout drunk i've been there no oh, no i don't want to go there anymore okay another question i have see i can't prepare it again okay um so what is your goal for the podcast sit downs with slim what is the goal behind sit downs with slim I love I love when uh, the interviewer turns to the, to the interviewee. I love that shit. But uh, what all right. he said. So you heard what he said. That's a good question because the other day I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how people do music, and um, you know, like in hip hop, not all genres of music, but like in hip hop, they kind of feel like it's an age where you're too young to be a rapper. I mean, too old to be a rapper. Right. It's not like that in no other genre, just hip hop. <laughs> and I was thinking about podcasting in that sense because I was like, podcasting, you don't age neither because you have somebody like Joe Rogan that's 52 years old. You have somebody like, um, what's homie name? Uh, is his name Howard Stern? Yeah. Yeah, Howard Stern. I know he old as dirt. Yeah. Gotta be like 60 something, about to be 70. So I was thinking like. He. Like he's the one who opened the door for all of this. Yeah, he did. Cause that's who I he's used to watch. Yeah, definitely he's OG. Definitely the OG. He uh he crazy as a motherfucker though. Yeah, and I think that's where um Charlemagne got got his uh setup from his juice. Yeah, mm-hmm. like looking up to somebody like that. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, um, how long do I think I can do this? Mm. And I came up with the answer that I think I can do this shit forever. Podcasting. Yeah, I could do it forever. So, like, my goal for it is to just to keep expanding and making it like a big platform where mm-hmm. I can market things. I okay. can make, um, you know, 
I don't want it to be my main source of income, but if it does turn into that, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But it can always just be like a source of income for right. me. And even more than that, I just enjoy doing this shit. Right. So right. that's all I really want from it. I want to keep keep uh, working on getting ads and, you know, shit like that and just keep growing. Yeah. That's dope. That's what's up. That is what's yeah. up. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get there. You but definitely, I feel like you definitely have to be wanting to talk. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to want to talk on a podcast. So. I be in my moods. Like, sometimes I be in my mood to, like, really go in and talk. Mm -hmm. But it just depends, like. I be talking to Maine all the time about it because he be having me on, on, on his podcast. And yeah. I got to the point where, like, I'm just filming his podcast, but uh, I always have a mic. I try not to talk too much when I know I'm in one of the moods. Like, oh. last night I was in one of the moods where I just wanted to talk about, like, crazy shit. Uh -oh. So I just shut I just was quiet the whole time. I just sat okay. in the corner drinking water. Because, like, <laughs> on my podcast, I go in. Like, it just depends. Like, I wake up on Saturday. I got a Patreon. I wake up on Saturday, record my Saturday uh, podcast, and I'll just go off for like an hour about mm -hmm. shit that I did that whole week. I just so, love doing that shit, though. I, I, you know what? Okay. I was definitely prepared. Give me my thumbs up and my hearts <laughs> and subscribe. So, Patreon. Tell me about Patreon because I, I did go to your platform mm -hmm. and I looked. So, I wanted to get a little bit more detail about so Patreon. So, Patreon, Patreon is... It's basically something, excuse me, not similar. It's the exact same thing as uh, OnlyFans. It's the same exact thing. Only. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah, the place where like all the all, all the girls, there's men now. My I think two episodes ago, I had a man that had OnlyFans, and they uh basically do like new pictures, uh, X-rated videos, and you can subscribe for like. Some some ten dollars, some thirty dollars. You subscribe monthly. It's a monthly subscription, and they post on their free. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, every I don't know so often they post mm -hmm. little videos and pictures or whatever. It's the same thing as that, but this one is more so centered towards creatives. So okay. it's like you can be a photographer and post your pictures, exclusive pictures. You can be a podcaster, post your um exclusive podcast, YouTuber, post your exclusive YouTube videos. It's oh. a lot of creators on there, and it, it's a lot of people on there making some good money. Okay. Same thing with OnlyFans, too. That's why I don't judge them because it's like me talking Somebody to the guy. Somebody subscribing, they still yeah, going. Me talking to the guy that had the OnlyFans, like the whole time he was talking, I was just thinking, I was like, I basically do the same thing on Patreon, so. You know, you can't knock nobody. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm not putting my meat meat all over the internet. <laughs> oh I mean, I feel god. it, though. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh, my God. I feel them, though. Oh, I mean, can't, I, I will not knock your hustle. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's but not But Patreon is dope, though. It's kind of for, like, those people that, like, really support you and, like, okay. you know, really want to help you out. And they they give their uh monthly donations <clears throat> and me. they get the, you know... Get the exclusive content and be able to like right. interact with you and stuff. Right, I like it. I think it's I think it's great. And honestly, like when I first started, somebody told me I should get into it, mm -hmm. and I didn't think it would go that well. I was like, man, ain't nobody about to give me no five dollars. You know what I'm saying? That that's just how I felt because I but was like, people don't really support. That's real. Yeah, that's real. Being an artist, sometimes you second guess a lot of stuff that you do, and a lot of things that you want to put out because you just get into that mindset and even if it's just for a second you can think like that and then the whole you just want to send the whole thing up in flames or not even do it 
Yeah. Because of that one little thought. So, I get that. I've been there. Yeah. So, I got into it. And a couple people started subscribing, and I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was shocked, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I think the first day I did it, um, I don't even think I told nobody this, but the first day I did it. <laughs> exclusives. <laughs> See, she gets exclusives. My high school girlfriend that I was with for a long time in high school, mm-hmm. she, like, hit me up on, on Snapchat and was like, what's this Patreon thing? And I told her, and she was like, uh, what's the link? I sent her the link, and she had donated X amount of money. I ain't gonna say how much, but, okay, she, but she, donated, okay. she donated some money, and I like, damn, that's kind of crazy, right? You know what that's I'm saying? And up. I ain't even talked to Shotty in a minute, and you doubted, yeah, I you did. said, hey, nobody gonna pay me five dollars. But see, I felt the same way. Like this time last year, I had got some merch because only because a couple people was hitting me up about mm-hmm. it, and they were like, man, you should do merch. So I was like, let me just get enough for the people that hit me up about it, yeah. And I had a lot of people coming out the woodworks that I ain't talked to in forever, like. Hey man, I I give you some money for that. Come mm-hmm. on, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I just placed the order today too. I I got some merch coming on Tuesday. Oh, that's you know what's what up. I'm saying. I, I see some, it over there. Yeah, I took that's some dope. um, I took some pictures. I took some dope pictures. I'll show you when we get off this podcast. Okay, I took some real dope pictures for my merch. Yeah, it's gonna go well because I actually found a shirt that I didn't know I had in mm-hmm. the bottom of a chest because I was looking for a prop for a photo shoot. Oh, wow. And I found a shirt I didn't know I had. So I was like, oh, let me do this uh, photo shoot before the merch come in. Right. I'm actually going to do the shoot for the merch next week. Okay. But now I'm going to have everything by Tuesday. So here's what us creatives are doing. We're still working while being quarantined. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Because what he's saying literally is lighting my fire right now. Yeah. Lighting my fire. And today, I sold a picture of a duck for $100. You what? I took a picture of a duck a year ago, and I went to the store. I you sold it? Yeah, for $100. Dang, that's crazy. I was shocked, too. I hope you're learning something. And this is how it happened. I went to the uh, I went to the Photoshop the other day, and I gave them the uh, the digital for for the duck and i was like i'm gonna just get it printed out and i'm gonna put it online and see how much i can get for it <laughs> and i brought a film camera so yesterday when i was kicking with my homeboys i was just taking pictures with the film camera mm-hmm. and i took it to the shop to pick up the picture of the duck and um drop off the film and i <clears throat> excuse me i had the uh picture and it was a guy behind me and he was like uh what you about to do with that picture and I, i'm about to put it online and sell it or whatever and he was like I'll give you $100 for it, and I'll pay for your um for um the, the price to get it printed in, in the film I had. I was like, shit, all right. He gave oh, me $100. Wow. He, paid, he paid my shit. I was like, appreciate it. He like, you got a card or something? I gave him my card. A blessing. Yeah. A blessing. I was like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, man, let me go on this hard drive and see how many pictures I got in here. Right, exactly. <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what people are willing to support. Oh, no, you ain't hit it. <clears throat> but, yeah. So... I was shocked though. I was like, "Damn, somebody will pay a hundred dollars for a picture of a duck." Of course, of I course. mean, I like that picture. Art though. is art. <laughs> art is art. But you know, like you never know what somebody else will like. Like mm-hmm. to me, it's just like I like the picture because of the colors. Right. Exactly. But you, but well, I wouldn't think that like somebody else would be like, "Oh, that's a cool picture too." Mm-hmm. I mean, they might think it's cool, but who wants a picture of a duck in their house though? Where is that? Gonna I thought go? I was the only person because I was gonna put it right there on the wall. But see, <laughs> this would be the acoustics. This would yeah. be right. This would be. I mean, there's nothing clashing with that. Yeah. So it was like it was in a pine, but 
the duck actually was in a dirty ass pond, oh but I photoshopped gosh. it and made it blue. <laughs> I made the water blue. It was man, the picture nice. You grimy. Probably can find so it. you took it in Augusta. Yeah. Oh, grimy Augusta. Where did I take it? <laughs> I took it in Grove Town, the place that I went to today. <laughs> I took it there. <laughs> you just, I don't know why I'm thinking grimy Grove Town. <laughs> okay. I took it there. Right. Yeah, Grove Town, definitely grimy. Oh, but they, my God. But they building Grove Town up, though, and I was shocked. It's coming up. It's coming up. One way in, one way out, though. I don't like that. But like yeah, that. I think like the times we're in right now, it's definitely about having multiple streams of income. And that's Man. what I'm working on right now. Man. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, if you got to stay in the house, learn how to make some money in the house. And <laughs> like, research every day. Yes. Yes. Like it's, tomorrow I'm getting on Fiverr and I'm going to start. Yeah. I'm going to make me an account and oh, I'm yeah. going to start editing photos. Okay. And editing podcasts. It's everything I know how to do. I'm yeah. going to make accounts. Use your that. skills. Use yeah. your skills. Yeah. That's dope. That's a good idea. I didn't even think about nothing like that. That's a dope idea. So before we get out, what's some other ways a hairdresser can make money during during all these times i didn't talk about it but podcasting did i talk about podcasting no i think you was getting into it i probably uh cut you off or something okay no problem but podcasting so with anchor you can get sponsored for different ads Mm -hmm. if you you know once you get started you can pick up different sponsors like that and then they'll pay you to do like a tagline in you know your podcast so that's one that's just one way to make money on a podcast but you can definitely make money doing podcasts like basically what you're saying utilizing patreon that's mm-hmm. another way too um i've been using uh anchor for a little while and mm-hmm. i wish i would have started earlier really yeah as soon I'm... what did you where did you find the app because i found anchor. it on instagram Honestly, I don't know when I found Anchor. I was using I was using SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know exactly where I found it. I'm tripping. I was using SoundCloud when I first started podcasting and I was doing my research on YouTube because okay. I was about to start my own podcast. Okay. And I literally woke up every day at like five o'clock just researching podcasts and I heard somebody on there say Anchor. Okay. I looked at it and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna use this basically because I just wanted my podcast to you know, be on all platforms, and right. I didn't want to have to do it manually because when you do it right. manually, you got to get the I think it's the RSS code, and you got to put it on every platform, and mm-hmm. that just take too much. What's that? The RSS feed? Yeah. Okay. And um, that just take too much. I like I can just put it on Anchor, and it'll do it itself. Mm-hmm. And then I start, you know, I literally didn't even pay attention to the ad section. Okay. And as soon as I started, my numbers was pretty good, so I had I had a lot of ads options on there. But, you know, I'm thinking like a CPM, a CPM of $30. I'm like, eh. So for every thousand plays, you get $30. I'm like, that's not really that much. Mm-hmm. But after a year, I looked at how many plays I had for a year. And yeah. I was like, oh, I just missed out on like $1,500. It'll keep it'll keep going up the more people listen. So, mm-hmm. as it, I mean, it's a good thing just to have it out there. As long as, long yeah. as you have the content out there, I feel like So my first year of podcasting, I missed out on $1,500. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'm never making that mistake again. Boy, <laughs> it's a lot of money. $1,500 a year, it, like, it might not sound like that much to most people, mm-hmm. but that's some money, though. Yeah. I, I just learned that you can make money with the... With you like basically having good watch times on YouTube, like if yeah. you have a really good channel and people really like your content, they stay on your page for a long time and watch multiple videos, you could rack up a good amount of money. Yeah, on I was YouTube. talking to somebody about that yesterday because um, 
I'm real informed on YouTube because I've been on YouTube for like a year now. Okay. Um, I think I got like almost 300 subscribers. Wow. But uh, it takes, um, it only takes a thousand subscribers to get your YouTube channel monetized. What? Look, learning. Yeah, it learning. takes a thousand, and then I think you have to have forty. Is it forty thousand hours of watch time, or is it four hundred hours? I think it's 400 hours of watch time. I feel like time. it's 400, yeah. but I'm, I could always double check. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not 40,000. It's either 400 or 4,000. It, it probably is 400, though. But um, and then after that, you can get paid. So the conversation I was having yesterday with somebody was about how they direct all their traffic to Facebook. And now, like, with Facebook, if you get a video that pop, because I've had a viral video on Facebook before. Okay. If you get a video to pop and it gets a million views, you're not getting paid for that shit. Got it. If you don't have X amount of page likes and X amount of uh, views, mm -hmm. you're not getting paid. Mm -hmm. But YouTube, you can have a thousand subscribers. Um, you can be monetized and you can get that one video that pop and you can get 200,000 um, views. And you'll get like, depending on the watch time, you'll get between 200 and $400. Really? Yeah. Wow. For, for one video. Versus on Facebook, you got a million views and you ain't got shit. Right. Whew. I'm th thank you for breaking that down. And it's a lot of YouTubers that's millionaires. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I see it, but I'm like, okay, so how is this working? Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally just learned about that last year. And I didn't realize how, you know, I, I knew it was popular doing videos. But I'm like, you got to be interesting. But then I'm starting to see... It's really just about the watch time, your channel. What do you put? Who you are? Who you are? You authentic? Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, like the people I watch, I'm just gonna be honest. They not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's just real. Like, why you say that? They're not. They're photographers. Oh. Okay. They're not. They're not interesting at all. Like mm -hmm. they born. They born. Uh, old white Canadian men. Wow. They all old white Canadian, and they just run around on one wheels and take pictures they jet ski they kind of boring they videos like like what, so what are you they, learning from their channel oh they do a lot of like tutorials and okay. shit with with cameras but i'm saying like if you're not in the cameras and you were sitting there watching with me you'll be like slim what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i'm saying it's not like interesting but okay you know it is some stuff on youtube that is interesting but that's what made me like really get into YouTube because mm -hmm. I was like, I think I'm kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so I got into it and like my views, my views wasn't that good because I didn't know what I was doing. As I started figuring out what I was doing, I was like, oh, this is easy as hell. Like mm -hmm. I did, I did this stupid ass video okay. about, um, well, nah, let me rewind. First video I did where I started figuring stuff out. I did a video of. Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's chicken sandwich. Okay. And I fucking hate that video. But it was good to the people. Yes. It got caught up in the algorithm and had like a thousand, a thousand views the first day. And I was like, I get what's going on. It's trending topics trending and it's hashtags. Topics and hashtags. Yeah. So the most We just unlocked it for you folks. <laughs> the Wrap most it up. recent one I did that it pop up in a bow. was Lizzo. Lizzo was the trending one? Yeah. She was was she during the Popeyes and Chick fil A mm -mm. fiasco? This was when she was twerking at the Lakers game. Right, see, that's trending. And I did I did a video like where basically like she was I found this. Man, I, I got this old video of Lizzo. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I got it from. I got it like a year ago. It's her wearing lingerie 
and she twerking. It's wow. a stupid ass video, and I put it on the internet, and I think it had got like two or three thousand views the first day. Wow. I don't even know where I got that video from, but I found it in my phone, put it on there. I was talking over it, and then I made this long section about like big girls or some mm-hmm. shit. And that shit. You put that on your page? On on YouTube. Okay, on your YouTube page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Normally, well, like like if you follow me on Instagram, you probably wouldn't see it on Instagram because when a video like that pop on Instagram, I mean, excuse me, uh, when a video like that pop on um, YouTube, I don't care to promote it nowhere no more because. Now it's like caught up in the algorithm and people watching it anyway. So oh, like, I see I what you're saying. Yeah, I ain't really got. So it's eventually gonna make media. its way to Instagram because it's gonna keep getting. Nah, posted. not necessarily. It's just like so. I use my social media outlets as like um, marketing tools. Right. So I just I just market things through there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like, and then I also hate people. Not not hate people, but I hate when people. Um, over market things okay like Got me it. personally and I, I don't know why i always talk about these boys but i just don't ever want to feel like the soundcloud rapper <laughs> like please click on my mixtape i just don't want to feel like that so i'll post something oh, the most two days like you know i'll bring something old up every once in a while but me i just want to keep having some fresh new stuff right that people can get into yeah but also, like, where that hurts me is, like, people don't really know what it is too much because I feel like I don't put it out there enough. Like, uh, we were just talking about the Patreon thing. Like, I don't really market my Patreon that mm-hmm. much because I feel like it's something personal. And, like, if somebody Got wants it. to donate to it, they want to do it because, you know, they want to look out for me. Right. So, I exactly. try not to, like, stretch that out too much. I get you. But I, I just don't want to be the SoundCloud rapper. No. No. You definitely want to be marketing in a in a... In a way that doesn't seem desperate. Yeah. So, but yes. So, I will tell the people where they can find me and my podcast and my work. Um, also, my services. You can go to in my Instagram page, Facebook page. It's going to be J. Valencia Style Studio for all of them. My podcast is Style Studio Podcast. And if you love this lovely shirt... Curl life. Okay, plug. <laughs> yes, curl life. Curl vibes <laughs> only. Um, yes, because I represent for the curly girls. If you like this shirt, you can go to jvalenciastylestudio.com. Let me ask you one more question before okay. we get off. Okay, I'm ready. What is good hair? <sighs> All hair is good hair. Hate, All hair is good I hate hair. When people say that. Why? Why do you? Why do you hate that? All hair is good hair. Why? Does Kevin Durant have good hair? Yes, he does. That nigga had nappy. First of all, <laughs> first of all, let's let's get that. What what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? He agreed with me. I know he agreed. No, agree. no, because what are naps? What are naps? All right, so now I'll tell you. I could be wrong because you're the professional here. I could be wrong. I think good hair is hair that's well take uh well taken care of. Okay, so you're right. So all hair ain't well taken care of. KD all hair is KD not don't pay no well taken to that care of. Head. You're right. I mean, and that's on him. But if you're speaking from, like, some people will say, well, her texture is better than hers because it looks better. That's what I mean when I say all hair is good hair because they're, we're not talking about texture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about texture. It is about hair care at the end of the day how you maintain the hair, how you maintain, you know, the luster in the hair. 
Um, so I will say you're right in a sense, but if we're talking about like texture being better than one's texture, like KD's texture being, you know, the more nappy texture. So he got bad hair. It's not about texture. It's really not about texture. The argument I always have, like, like with my homeboys, I'll be like, damn, bro, you got some nappy ass hair. And, and they'll be like, and they'll Nah, but it seems so hair. negative. That's why people but look, like, and when people what say that, I'm what does saying, that even mean? I'm saying, I'm saying it's nappy because like it be dry and it be like crackly looking. Okay, but like, kinky hair, kinky hair is t- usually black hair is kinky hair. So what that tells me is that people within our community they're not appreciating their hair they're not appreciating how they were made that's how you were made that's how that's that was your gift from god that's how you were specifically created your unique texture but so you don't think a man shouldn't shouldn't walk around with 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 that dry dandruff like breaking off dreads like he should get a haircut right he should well i mean Sometimes people are very surprised at what you can do with locks. I mean, locks can be mended. Oh no, I'm not beefing against locks. I'm beef. I'm I'm beefing against the people that don't take care of their locks. Yeah, but I mean, he can get a good shampoo, find a good stylist that can find his parts. And see, I'm talking about the people that don't do that. Well, (laughs) I mean, I would have to see it because I'm not gonna just tell you, "Oh, cut your hair." I gotta see. So you don't think nobody got no nappy head? I think that there are multiple textures. Some textures actually need more moisture than others. I'll say that. I like that. Piece I don't want to. I won't put. I won't positive. say I like that. because I won't say someone has bad hair. Like I'm not gonna be. Oh, you got bad hair, girl. I, why would I say that to somebody? Why would That's I nice. even want somebody to feel like that? Like I'm transforming their self image, their inward image of themselves. So I don't want them to hear me say, "Oh, she got some bad hair." That's not nice. I feel it. So I'm not gonna. I wouldn't even promote oh bad hair because. But KD got nappy hair, right? No, he does. <laughs> First of all, I like KD, so I don't even want to go there because I actually do like KD. Hey, KD got that Corona too. Girl. No, okay, he's getting better. He's getting better. He's coming back. I ain't trying to get that Corona. <laughs> I'm done. Everybody's scared. Oh, I, I ain't gosh. scared. I ain't tripping. I just gotta get my health in order because if I do get it. It probably gonna be good for me right now because I had bronchitis before oh, and I almost yeah. didn't make it. Oh yeah. So you got oh, yeah. so Look at you. <laughs> I was um I was using the little the little vape pen and I had I oh, had no. uh, the liquid got in my lungs and I Ooh. had acute bronchitis. It lasted oh, two no. and a half months. Oh my god. And that was that was in the middle of I had my cleaning business. I had just fired some people and I was basically doing like most of my buildings myself. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't make it those two months. Oh my goodness. Slim. Yeah, that was Gotta bad. Gotta take care of yourself. And that's why people are like, so why you still smoke cigars now? I'm like, oh, I ain't never stopping that. Wow. <laughs> wow. With the pins and them, hook- and them hookahs? Nah, keep that away from me. No, no. But yeah, I appreciate so, you doing the podcast, though. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I didn't have to just talk about myself because I oh, don't like good. doing that. I don't like that at all. So. <laughs> I really don't. No, you good. <laughs> I'm glad. I like said the podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very honored. Thank you so much. No problem. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim and we out.